0: Just like those spineless cowards of Hamas can come get some, Hezbollah can come get some, Iran can come get some. Rock, chalk, payoff, nation. Won't you come on down to Stillwater and get you some too? It's time to drop bombs all day long. Oh yeah, and bring Bill Self with you. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on every single podcasting platform, visually as well on YouTube. Find me on Twitter personally at All State. Today, we're partially brought to you by FanDuel. Go get your money right. It means more at all times with FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com. Today, we get to discuss dropping bombs because that's precisely what needs to happen we know that there's going to be a fight up front we know there's going to be a fight in the box in the phone booth the whole nine yards so that mud, that middle front seven is going to be uh muddy waters of craziness we found some exploitable areas defensively in the holes of kansas state that we were able to take advantage of this is going to be the same we know that we're going to load the box and try to stop the run. We also know they're going to do the same thing, not because our running backs have been setting the world on fire, but because of the deficiencies we have in the passing game, or at least that's the perceived deficiency that we have is, in fact, in the passing game. It's not the same as KU's. That's the beauty of this. If, right, I understand it's a big if, but if we can control their running game and make them pass, they're thrown right into our, our bread and butter, which is our secondary. That's precisely what we want. I don't know that the same can be said on the other side of the coin, primarily because of the wide receiver game, as we discussed Monday. Would Jason Bean probably start for Oklahoma State? Yeah, probably. But this triple option attack and his speed is what makes him such a weapon for KU. The fact that Alan Bowman can still drop dimes, I understand the, the crawdaddy thing is bothersome. But the dude can still backpedal 18 yards and drop a 50-yard dime sidearm. How? Don't know. It it could be magical to see what he could do if he actually stayed in the pocket, but that doesn't matter. What matters is if you can take the top off the defense. If you look at KU's wide receivers as opposed to Oklahoma State's wide receivers, there's not a big comparison. Yeah, they've got the Oki that got away, right? He's a big target. But he's number three in in, um, receiving yards for them. Luke Grimm is number two. Number one is Lawrence Arnold. We watched Lawrence Arnold kind of come out of his shell in Stillwater a couple years back. But are any of them not they're not DuJon Stribling, but we don't have DuJon Stribling, so that that sucks, right? But Jaden Bray? When he's not dropping the ball, no. Nobody on that roster is as good as Jaden Bray. Is there anybody on that roster that's better than Brendan Presley? Absolutely not. I know they like Luke Grimm. I like Luke Grimm. Is he better than BP? No. Do they have anybody better than Talon Shetran, who, who technically isn't even a starter? No. Do they have somebody that has the versatility, capability, and ability of Rashad Owens to play every single wide receiver position on the field and tight in seamlessly? No, they don't. So if you look at the weapons that Oklahoma State has, compared to the weapons that KU has, if you can stop Devin Neal and Daniel Hoshall Jr. and Jason Bean, I know it's a, it's a big task, but if you can do that, we have the advantage. Alan Bowman, if he throws it 75,000 times, well, if he, he, he's going to throw a few picks. That's fine. But if he also throws five, six touchdown passes, along with a couple picks, no big deal. This might be a situation where the, the first one to 35 wins the daggone ballgame. So the exploitation that we have for KU, it starts and ends with a passing game. Like We know what they're going to do. They've already talked about it. If they can shut down Ollie Gordon, they feel pretty confident that they can beat us if Alan Bowman is forced to throw the entire game. In the beginning of the season, we came out of the gate throwing a lot instead of running some of the power, 12 personnel, 20 personnel, 22 personnel type of stuff that we were running this spring and the fall. Instead, we reverted back to a lot of the 11 personnel, kind of old school, four wide type of stuff, a little bit more than any of us saw coming, including the players. But now that we've kind of had this offensive thing rolling, and now that we've got the running game bolstered, and this last performance by our offensive line was the best in Charlie Dickey's time in Stillwater, Oklahoma, hands down, not even close, is it going to be repeatable? Well, we're about to find out. But regardless, it's not like Alan Bowman needs a crap ton of time anyways. We all know that he's going to backpedal 15 yards before he makes a whole lot of throws. But again, I'm only throwing shade because I can be okay with it, right? I can be okay with the game plan being a little bit different this week. Of course, you want to establish the run because if you establish the run, it keeps their numbers defensively a little bit more honest. But again, this is going to be a fist fight in a phone booth. This is going to be an all-out brawl in the box. So you know what that equals, right? It's the stuff on the outside, that isn't going to be as wild and crazy. Cam Smith hasn't really been truly tested a whole lot. Is Lawrence Arnold going to be the guy that tests him? Not that he'd even be on Lawrence Arnold. I think, obviously, that would be more of a a Corey Black type of scenario. Okay, cool. So you put Quentin Skinner, the Oki that got away on the other side of the field. Is Cam Smith going to be able to hold up? Yeah, right? Because he's almost the same size as the wide receiver he's going up against. He's a little bit faster. And he's had a couple years in of understanding what to do. Here's the deal, guys. If KU puts together a game plan where they're going to throw a lot off of this triple option formation style of attack, I think that sets them backwards. I don't envision them game planning a whole bunch of throwing. They're going to try to find a way numerically to just beat it into us that they're going to run all game. So as long as we answer that bell pretty early, I think, the winner of this game is who has the most success deep. You know, we we have had the propensity to get burned sometimes over the middle. But we also haven't seen an offense that, or we haven't seen this offense, KU's offense, been able to, you know, take advantage of some of the opportunities that defenses give them. If their running game is going, they are a juggernaut, right? And And, and as we've already touched on, this is why your navies and your air forces and your armies, and George Tech for a long, long time, they would sneak up and bite somebody. Like I remember OU had a game against Army some years ago, and OU was favored by like twenty-eight, something like that, and they they kind of barely won. And their coaches talked about it afterwards. It's very hard to prepare for a triple option at all, especially when you only have a few days to do it. Now, hopefully, us playing on Friday and getting to work Sunday allowed us a little bit more film study, a little bit of preparation time to come up with something. But again, this has got to be the game where Alan Bowman, Gunnar Gundy, Ollie Gordon, it doesn't matter, somebody's going to have to start dropping bombs. And we just got to let the chips fall where they may. If we start dropping a bunch of bombs and they start getting a bunch of picks, it is what it is. But I just... I know that if we do that, then it'll open up the running game a little bit more. They're going to stuff the box to start the game. So are we. Who's going to be better at having the deep shots, at having the big plays? If you get Jaden Nixon, Ollie Gordon, Brennan Presley, if you get those dudes in space, the money's got to be on us. 100%. And as much as Alan Bowman has his deficiencies when it comes to some of the decision-making when he, when he does go downfield... At some point in time, you just got to do the 50-50 thing and say, I'm going to trust my wide receiver to beat that guy, to out jump that guy, to high point the ball over that guy. That has to be this game. Like in the beginning of the season where we're trying to throw the ball around and we're rotating, you know, 173,000 dudes, that's difficult on anybody, any quarterback, any position. But now that we've kind of got some of that ironed out, some of that should get a little bit easier. It should become a little bit more manageable. And if we don't take deep shots in this game, this is not a kick five field goals and win style of game. They ain't going to happen. Now, I don't necessarily know that it's going to be a shootout either, but if we can put them in a position where they have to come back from a pretty good size deficit, force them to throw the ball, that's where I think our success lies. In this one, and we'll, we'll talk about some, some more of the wide receiver, um, a tight end running back stuff here in a second. But, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, we got to talk about FanDuel. This is num- America's number one sportsbook betting partner for a reason. And this is a reason that you need to be able to jump on right now. Our new customers get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed, win or lose, when you place a five dollar bet. Again, that is $200 back in bonus bets. Win or lose off of a five-dollar hara. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use with a a wide range of betting options, money lines, player props, over-unders, Heisman's, futures, whatever. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off your NFL money-making season the right way. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Locked on, all one word. Kick off. This thing, get your money game up, get your money game right, especially if you listen to me and, and, I, and, and you hammered the over, okay? <laughs> Speaking of hammering the over, as we just already alluded to, that's what we need to see out of this this whole game. We know what KU offers. We know what KU provides. They also know, well... Do they really know what we offer? I mean, do we even really know what we offer yet? If there's any bright side to the rotation of madness, it is this. It is the lack of preparation. It didn't go like we wanted it to, right? Ideally, we would be in this position right here, right now, while being undefeated. So if we would have rotated 173,000 dudes and then we, we come into this game undefeated, Like what they have nothing to prepare for, but that's not the case. It is what it is. Okay. So again, we can talk about their wide receivers, 246 yards for Lawrence and 211 yards for Grimm and 180-something yards for um, Quentin Skinner. Jared Casey. Jared Casey is their tight end that worries me more than all of those dudes. Well, (laughs) being 100% realistic. But if you look at Oklahoma State, you know, we've got uh, you know, Jaden Bray is just under the 300-yard mark. John Stribling would have been by now, but stuff happens. I get it. Because Brennan Presley is averaging 27 yards a game. John Stribling was averaging 49. Jaden Bray's averaging 58. They don't have anybody doing that. They don't have a Rashad Owens, who's averaging 23 a game. And then you you got to factor in, Josiah Johnson, it's been kind of a, a slow build, a frustratingly slow build, in my opinion. But there are opportunities. If you look at the gaps in Kansas, a lot of teams that exploited them were, you know, again, on the third and long, delayed handoff type of stuff, deep shots, and the tight end fullback game. Like every single team they've played has had a tight end, Catch a touchdown against them. Every on team. And it's because of the areas of exploitation. So again, we found a way offensively through Gundy, Dunn, osmosis, don't care. We found a way to put all this stuff together to have a good game plan for Kansas State. We kind of threw them off their heels. And we hit those areas that on film had been open all year. So if we follow the same blueprint, this should be a very big day for Josiah Johnson. I think a lot of us would like to see Braden Cassidy get a little bit more involved. I think a lot of us would like to see what we saw over the spring and the fall, which is Braden Cassidy getting the getting handoffs. Quentin Stewart has kind of morphed into this guy that can do a little bit of everything, right? The jack of all trades style of dude. Maybe this is a game we get him a little bit more involved. If we take the top off the Dag defense and we find a way to get our tight ends involved. This could be a W. We historically haven't schemed ourselves super well, but we did against Kansas State. So now we do have that blueprint of what we can do successfully. And again, the exploitation voids that they have, we have the guys to take advantage of that. I would expect us to look for Josiah Johnson early and often. I would expect Braden Cassidy to get a little bit more involved in the offensive game planning. I would expect our route count concepts to grow even more off of last week. Last week, this is, again, why, you know, I've heard from enough people that it very well may be legitimate, but I haven't heard it from a certain group of people that he did, in fact, call the plays of the first half this last game. But regardless You know that the scripting and all that had Gundy's hands all over it because, again, the route concepts and stuff were a little bit different. We were a little bit more experimental. We were a little bit better in isolating some of their defensive backs to get the matchups that we wanted. That's the breath of fresh air that every team wants to see, that we've been hoping and wishing and waiting to see, and we finally saw it. So if we can take the top off of the defense— and we can get Josiah Johnson involved early. We can get Jaden Nixon involved early, make them respect the passing game. Then, then we can see what Ollie Gordon has up his sleeves. We can see, I guys, I don't think Elijah Collins has been getting enough carries. Like he was killing this spring, but so is Garrett Rangel. Right? That's that's the difference between the the season and spring and fall. I get it. Just like the offensive line, offensive line looked phenomenal. But when you get in real game situations, their communication, their, avi- their ability to pass off and pl- pick up blitzes, it wasn't great. K-State looked like a completely different team. It's part of the, the Brian Nardo buy-in. It's part of the JW, Benny Tonga, Wozniak, Hammersmith. It's part of all of that, that, that buy-in. And, of course, the player-only meetings, that helps too. It didn't help for Iowa State. I mean, it kind of did, but this is going to be our opportunity to prove that we didn't just slap a Band-Aid on ourselves for k K-State game. Because if we did, it, that, that Band-Aid will get ripped off pretty quick. As the Rock Chalk pay off, the Jayhawks come to town. How crazy is it? That we get to talk about, or we, I guess need to talk about, a former cowboy, a legend under the Eddie Sutton tree,' not, not, not looking so hot. It's not looking so hot. It, it just it blows my mind that all of these schools. Get caught like FBI wiretap, illegal recruiting, paying high school recruits, and get nothing. You get nothing. So Bill Self doesn't have to hire, fire, change anybody, anything. It is frustrating, isn't it? But if he did, if he did have to hire, fire, do all that fun jazz, he should probably use. LinkedIn, as should you, ladies and gentlemen. Today's hiring spro- process is a complete crapshoot. You don't know what you're getting, and sometimes the getting ain't all that good. Use LinkedIn. There's a reason why it's number one versus competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the right people for your team faster and our favorite for free It's not Bill Sell's favorite, but but we like it, just go there. It's super easy to create a job, right? Post it, then add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. We've got simple tools. We've got screening questions and things that make it super simplistic for you to focus on the right candidates with the right skills and experience for you to interview them right away. Again, these are reasons why small businesses do rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus all of the leading competitors. Post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. All one word: locked on college. Again, that is LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Back to our buddy Bill Self, and you know I I like Bill Self. I actually disagreed with the decision heavy-handedly to hire Sean Sutton because of, you know, Eddie Sutton giving us a few more years. So we basically told Bill Self, no, we're good. We don't want you. We're going to go with um, Sean Sutton. So he goes to KU, and then he has this, this magical, massively successful career. But could you imagine what Oklahoma State would be looking at if Bill Self was our coach? Boy, howdy, I tell you, you already know we wouldn't be playing in a postseason game for years. Right. And we know this because we got banned from the postseason. We got stripped of scholarships for a couple of years because of one $300 payment to a current player on the roster from a dip bidding coach that we fired immediately and then we made the player, Jeffrey Carroll, pay the $300 back to the coach that we kicked out of, out of town and we get hammered hard. But places like KU, and Louisville, and Arizona, and LSU and I think Marquette was even involved in some of this crap too. They can get caught FBI wiretap. They can get caught destroying emails and and phones physically and get literally, like, they can go from five, six, seven, eight, level one violations, which is what Oklahoma State got, a level one for $300 payment to a current player that was going to the NBA that we made payback, kicked the coach off, gave a self-imposed penalty, reported ourselves to the NCAA so we could get ahead of it, and the reason this is so maddening is not just because Bill Self is a cowboy legend, played for Eddie Sutton, part of that tree, should have been a cowboy, yada, yada, yada. What's maddening is like, I had this conversation with my eight year old daughter and she's not a rocket scientist yet, but even she was able to say, well, how come, how come they, they, we got in trouble and they don't get in trouble. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, baby. And she was like, well, we told the truth on ourselves, so it would help us, right? And I said, yeah. And she said, but it made it worse? And I said, yeah. And she goes, so being honest was a bad thing for Oklahoma State? Yeah, honey, it was. And then NCAA knows this, which is, again, should this be the last nail in the coffin? I very seldom would I or any of us say, Greg Sankey, Help us out here, but But you, I've already said we don't need the NCAA. We can hire a third party group, not the third party group the NCAA hired to investigate KU and all that. Not that, but a real third party group that can manage everything without having their their own agendas to push, their own pockets to fill, their own coffers to line. This is just blatant in your face from the NCAA, that we don't care what you actually do. We don't. We only care about penalizing the ones that are big enough to send a message but not big enough for us to lose any sleep or money. Perfect case in point. Oklahoma State should have gotten whatever their sentence was when we had Kate Cunningham on the roster. But the NCAA saw the dollar-dollar bills of the number one overall pick. They needed him in March Madness, so they postponed it. So they helped Oklahoma State when when they knew it was going to make them more money. Final four ticket sales. That's all all it's about. So I know it. You know it. Now the whole world knows it, and it's blatantly obvious. Like, there's no secret here. They got caught. Bill Self himself got caught acting like a dirty girl, and gets nothing. His coaches, nothing. They can illegally recruit, pay players, play high school players, pay high school players' parents, provide housing, jobs, whatever, all of this stuff that was deemed to be the worst thing you could ever do. Look at SMU. But KU can do all of it, and it literally not matter. They even... He gave himself, I guess, a four-game suspension. And they're like, no, nah, you don't need to do that. You're good. Once you just, you and Adidas, you just go keep paying a bunch of high school kids. You, you keep you keep doing that, buddy. So they get a, not only a pass, but now they have, like, legal means to, let's just keep this up, man. They didn't care that we were cheating when it was illegal. And now that there's NIL, we can cheat out in the open? We don't even necessarily have to cheat. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, do places that are already known for cheating, do you think they're just going to magically stop because they can give people money more easily now? No. I hate the term, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, but to some degree, like I get it, but, but that that whole saying in and of itself, it's designed to stretch, Right. To stretch a a, a rule or a bylaw, not purposely step over the daggone thing, stomp over the line, unless you're KU or Arizona or LSU or Kentucky or Memphis. Maybe it wasn't Marquette. maybe, Maybe it was Memphis. It was Memphis. I know it was Memphis. Hardaway got caught, has a bunch of emails and text messages. And these are, guys, recruits that went to other universities are 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 the ones that are kind of getting caught up in some of this. And what happens to them? Nothing. And that's okay. It shouldn't necessarily be on them. Right? If you got Bill Self coming to you and it's like, I'm going to give you this bag of cash. Morally, you can say, I don't want it. I don't want it. I know this is wrong. Don't need it. Well, then you might come to Oklahoma State. But immorally, if you're like, you know what, Bill Self? You know what, Adidas? Let me go ahead and get that extra bag on top of the NIL bag, on top of my college being completely paid for, on top of all my meals being completely paid for, on top of having access to the best nutrition and, and workout facilities and recovery facilities, hot tubs, spas, swimming pools, in your locker rooms, all of that. You can have all of that and some extra illegal stuff on the site. It's going to happen because it's been happening. Bill Self is a dirty girl. But he's going to get away with it, like always. It makes you wonder, if Bill Self was in Oklahoma State and this was happening, would they let it fly? Because they don't care if Bill Self does it at KU. It's just the hypocrisy is laughable. The purposeful bias from the NCAA is on full public display, and nobody cares. It's like, you, you, you remember that that saying growing up? Uh, the rich will get richer, the poor will get nothing, and and be happy about it? I mean, you go look at Maui right now, it's kind of what it looks like. You look at all of the, the, the greedy dudes within the NCAA, that's what it looks like, right? It's not just coincidence that this stuff happens all the time, all over America. But if you're a blue blood, it's okay. It's because it's all about money. The NCAA is a farce. It's a sham. It's it's stupid that it even exists anymore. It's stupid that any athletics programs adhere to this bull crap. It is so dumb that we keep pretending that the NCAA is going to help something. Pick something, all they do is hurt the sport, whatever sport, you pick it. So if part of this realignment stuff is getting rid of them, bring it on. If you got to send me Navy and Air Force and Fresno State, Boise State, and who the heck ever into the conference to guarantee that we don't have to deal with the NCAA's crap anymore, bring them on. It's not even Friday. It's supposed to be a funky, fresh, fired-up Friday, but, it, but it's not. It's a Thursday. But I'm fiery today, y'all. This KU stuff has got me hot. It's got me bothered. You know, I love KU football. I mean, I love KU basketball technically, too. I love Bill Self. But this is just ridiculous. And before I let you get that along out of here, if you saw Oklahoma State did release a statement, that was chicken shizniz, too. Like, why are we not growing a pair and doing some? We can sue... There's been several universities that sued the NCAA. LV sued the NCAA and won Or Jerry Tarkanian. You can sue those people, and you can win. But at this point in time, somebody needs to just get rid of the NCAA. Screw a lawsuit. Let's just get rid of this fallacy that they do anything, that they help anything, that they're for anybody other than themselves and their dollar-dollar bills. Goodness gracious, You know I love you. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you, once again, for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. Share this stuff. Like this stuff. Be a friend. Sharing is caring. Don't keep your friends in the dark. Let them know what's going on. All right, y'all. Later, taters.